This show is produced and hosted by Mark Weber. The show is sponsored by G3 Apparel. The views expressed in the following program are those of the sponsor and not necessarily the opinion of 710 WOR or iHeartMedia. Who is Mark Weber? He's a self-made business executive here to help you find your success. From the New York City projects to the Avenue Montaigne in Paris, his global success story in the luxury world of fashion is inspirational. He's gone from clerk to CEO twice. Mark is classic proof that the American dream is alive and well. Here's your host of Always in Fashion, Mark Weber. Mark Weber. Shooting rockets to the moon, kids going up for soon. Politicians say more taxes will solve everything. I have a mission tonight. The truth is always in fashion. For the confused, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. For the uneducated, just listen and learn. For those that are wrong but never in doubt, I hope I'm not wasting my time. For those that are morons, stupid, or idiots, I seriously have concerns that I won't get through to you. For those who believe everything they hear, the gullible, turn the TV off. For those of you who are now politically charged and recently think you can write the book about politics, you should just try to open your minds. There's a rational explanation. It's called the truth. For all of you, I'm going to try and talk common sense tonight. Our futures are at stake. We're losing the economy and we're about to drive off a cliff. But more importantly, you're confused. You're angry with all the wrong people. Tonight, here is the common sense that's lacking in the discussion of the economy, work, and wealth. I want to admit up front, I'm not the smartest person on the air discussing the economy, but chances are, I'm the most experienced in the economics of big business, small business, and the impact they have on you. After all, my credentials, CEO of two large companies, one public company listed on the Dow Jones Wall Street New York Stock Exchange, the other on the Euronext in Paris. Now, you can listen to the pundits. You can try and understand the socioeconomic lectures. You can listen to Larry Kudlow. I love that guy. But most of the time, unless I was a rocket scientist, I can't follow him. He's just too smart. He knows the economic model at the granular level. That's not me. That's not what I offer. What I offer is your practical answer. The hands-on, real-life, big-time experience and experience in managing and reporting results. I'm the one source who can explain to you the truth about the evil empire of big business. I've been there. I did it. I lived it. Here's the problem. Big business is not evil. Big business, sure, they're self-reliant. Businesses, they're self-serving. But even though they must take care of themselves, they need you to thrive. But here's the issue. You must understand, the more successful a big business is, the better it is for you. Now, many of you are already ready to scream at me, turn off the station. I get it. I'm glad I'm on the radio and I can't hear you or see you. But like it or not, sorry. The truth is, if a company does well, you do well. You have a job. You might get a raise. You might get a matching contribution to your 401k. You'll get a pension. Some of you will get stock options. Do well, you'll get a promotion. And with it, more. The company does well. It invests in technology. It creates more jobs outside your company. A whole lot of good things are derived from companies doing well. And conversely, Companies struggle, you struggle. One for all, all for one. Please, tonight, open your eyes and listen to the truth. It's just common sense. This is about economic business common sense. Uh, Unfortunately, common sense is not so common. However, before I begin, I mention the truth. In America today, the truth is difficult to state your point of view if you're not on the far left. You get shouted down, ostracized, or censored. Most people in New York City or L.A. can't even say they're Republican for fear of reprisal. I remember when Sandy became the storm of the century. I remember everything was locked down. I was on Long Island. I went to the city. I moved into a hotel during the two weeks that my house was vacant of electricity or any power. No heat, nothing. So I was in the city. And Jesse, my wife, and I went to vote. 
They gave us a precinct in New York to vote. We went to the New York precinct. We're standing around watching the people, listening to them talk. And I looked to my wife and said, the New York Post tomorrow will say, three people voted for Romney. (laughs) That's what it felt like. The University of California at Berkeley. This was the place of hippies, free speech. Who would have thought that Berkeley wouldn't allow conservative speakers when Berkeley was the bastion and the home of free speech? I'm on the left of social issues. Right to choose, climate change, unemployment, but only for those who really can't find work. But I'm hard right Republican conservative on spending in the economy. I don't trust the Democrats with money. They will spend, spend, and spend. And I believe you can't spend when you don't have. In life, in your personal life, in your business life, you have to make choices. You can't do everything. There are things that are nice to do. There are things that you should do. And then there are things you must do. And therefore, depending on performance, you pick one or all. You can't spend what you don't earn. You know, it's not that pennies fall from the sky. Pennies have to be earned here on earth. I'm also concerned with the schools, that they're brainwashing the children on lots of subjects. When I went to school, I was offered both sides. Today, there's no debate. Radical, one-sided, left of center. Now, it's not my business. I don't have any kids in school. My kids are through school. So why am I involved? I'm not. But you know what? Now I'm on this. You know what? Not so fast. Under the heading of tax the rich, we don't pay our fair share. I've had the American dream. I own a house. 80% of my home taxes are for school taxes. My kids are not in school. Why am I still paying for a tax? Why doesn't the government set it up when you have children of school age? You pay taxes, but when you're finished with school, you don't pay school tax. You want to talk about fair? How about changing that? The economy, we're being indoctrinated by the left and the media supports it. Big business is evil, capitalism is evil, the rich don't pay their fair share. These are lies, this is not the truth. Companies pay huge taxes. Their tax burdens are only lessened by the deduction they may have for cash investments. That's it. Now, sometimes government provides incentives to compete or draw in companies to particular cities. The long-term benefits by those cities are calculated and the city will win in the end. Now, a certain confused New York City politician lost Amazon coming to New York City, which would have brought untold tax revenue and thousands of jobs, but she didn't like the incentives. Moronic. But we got the spin. We got the sound bites. We lost. She divided the people, she confused everyone, and it's like figures lie and liars figure, and that is what is so scary. So now, I get this. You're going to hate me, but if you want the truth, I'm concerned you can't handle the truth. So I'm concerned. But as an insider, I know the truth. I was there, I live it. When I was young and starting out, I heard directly from corporate leaders. As I got older, I learned how to work on what I learned. As I took leadership roles, I controlled the outcome. I understand how big business works. It's one for all and all for one. Companies do well, you do well. I was the CEO of two massive companies, one of which was based in the United States, the other in Europe. Have any of you done that? I thought not. So stop yelling like you know firsthand. Stop with the quotes you heard on TV. You can only recite what you hear on TV or the radio. It's the same for both sides, the left or the right. You didn't live it. You're sheep. You're being prodded along, following what you're told. You're creating dissension. What you heard on MSNBC, CNN, or The View, or Fox, or Newsmax, it's all propaganda. Where's the first-hand experience? They are giving you nothing words. They report. They don't manage anything. They don't deal with the practicality of sales plans, expenses, profits. They don't see how people in their careers and lives are impacted by decisions that are made. Our president never had a job in the private sector. 48 years he's been on the government payroll. 
He doesn't know the first hand of what it's like working for a company and what companies do. I, on the other hand, have lived it, supported it, learned it, prospered from it. I paid my taxes. I helped all of you have better lives. I provided jobs. I ensured you were trained. I endorsed your promotions. I planned for future growth, provided products that was necessary. After all, we all wear clothes. I've been in the battle to succeed, build companies, increase our stock prices, for you, our investors. Now, even you out there, who don't think you own any stocks, who don't care about the market, let me give you a piece of information. Your pensions are invested in the stock market. Your 401k is invested in the stock market. All those insurance companies that you pay to protect you, who have your back, are heavily invested in the stock market. So you're not outsiders. You're not immune. When I say I was focused on the price of my shares, you were involved. From janitors to CEOs, like it or not, business is entwined. Business is business. Now, after listening to the crazy dialogue, the war between the facts and the fakes, I decided that business and common sense needed to be discussed tonight. Tonight's show is for the confused. First hand, you need to hear the truth. I hope you can handle the truth. Can you or do you want to learn from an educated position? You don't think I'm an authority? You don't think I know it all? You're right. But I know what I know, and I know from living it in the trenches from clerk to CEO, and you don't. It's time for common sense, and I have it for you. I'm volunteering to make the truth crystal clear. Business successes in all of our self-interest. The truth in business, speaking truth, my lawyer, my son, my co-host, Jesse Weber. Well, hello there, and you are continually worked up once again. Aren't you? How do you manage to all this nonsense about companies and success put forth by these politicians? Do you want me to get crazy? Because I could get crazy. Why not? Why not? I could talk all day. I can't stand what I'm hearing. I mean, the taxes, the giveaways, only working people are good people. Everybody else is a bad guy, right? That's the, the narrative that's gone forward. And that's before I have to deal with the terrible comments about lawyers. I mean, we get a bad rap. I'll tell you that much. And I could get angry. It's very easy. I can get angry very quickly. Good. Good. Well, no, I, I try to ignore it. I try to stay kind of even keeled. How nice of you you could sit on a fence. I wish I could. I, I'm not on the fence. I'm, I, I'm a commentator on TV and radio. I have to remain neutral. I can't. I can't listen to this. Well, something set you off in particular, right? <laughs> Why do you say that? Because I know you. Something got you angry. You're angry. Uh, you're funny, you know that? <laughs> so what happened? Come on, I'm your therapist. We're all your therapists. What happened? I got crazy the other day. I, I was speaking to a bunch of people. I was in uh, the surrounding, and a few of us were talking, and I made a mistake. I forgot that I avoid humans at all costs. Anyway, some woman says to me, she listened to our show on Tax the Rich, and I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, boy. I wish I was there for that. I don't know what's worse, if somebody says that they haven't listened to the show or they say, I've listened to the show and you're wrong. Well, when they tell me I'm wrong, that, that's like putting a red flag in front of a bull and particularly about taxes because I've been on a tear. I've paid so much money in taxes over the years beyond money than anyone can even imagine. And she's telling me that the rich don't pay their fair share. Then she starts in telling me she hates billionaires. The rich don't pay their fair share. Big companies are terrible. They're evil. Moron. What the f*** does she know? I hope you didn't say that to her. Uh, no, not really. But here's, here it goes. So right away now, it's a scene because I'm really getting upset with her. And I say, you know, really? I say to her, how many billionaires do you know? I don't know any. Well, I know many. I've worked with them, I've worked for them, sat next to them in meetings. i got to tell you, they're brilliant. I watched them direct, but I'm not ending here. You know, what do you do? I say to her. And she goes, I'm a therapist. Oh, there you go, swell. And you're trying to help people when you're so misinformed? Now she's pissed off. And I get on a tear, I'm not stopping, no stopping me now. Hey, Miss Therapist. Big companies pay taxes. They pay lots of taxes. They invest in infrastructure. 
You see what's happening in the world now because there's been insufficient investment in global transportation? Every product, medicine, cars, supplies disrupted. Store shelves are empty. Commercial ships can't be offloaded. There's not enough containers or ships to and from China. You want to talk about investment? You think Amazon would be Amazon without their investments? Without their warehouses, their computer systems, without their delivery trucks, without millions of employees, they wouldn't be Amazon. Do you think, Miss Therapist, that Apple would be Apple without their huge investment in technology, research, and people? Their programmers, computer technicians, their designers, their engineers, people, jobs, research, all of these jobs. Would Apple be Apple without their investment in facilities, without their stores, without their shipping centers? No, they would not be Apple. These companies make incredible cash investments. When you invest, you spend money, and of course you get to deduct these outlays in your taxes, as any business does. And you, Miss Therapist, I bet you get deductions for the cost of your useless couch. I think she's probably like, let me uh, analyze you. You're narcissistic, you're an egomaniac. She probably hit you with all those titles. Uh... So then I continue, you're right, but I can't give up on it. She's looking at me and I say, you know, a grocery store deducts for its fixtures or its cash registers. That's the tax system in the USA. And everyone, big or small, is compelled or forced to watch and pay with the rules. She looks at me and I say, what do you know about taxes? And then she looks at me and she goes, do you vote for Trump? You believe this? I said, what the does that have to do with anything? And she says, I can't talk with anyone who voted for Trump. And she turns her back and walks away from me. Oh, man. I could just picture it happening. I kind of wish I was there. I mean, did she hear anything you had to say? Or was it in one ear and out the other? Which, by the way, for a therapist, she should listen and respond. Not a word. Her mind was made up. That's the worst part of it. Their minds are made up. They're not hearing anything. Yeah. And if she's not listening, then no one's listening. I can see why you're angry tonight. <laughs> yeah. So, for the confused tonight, I can't stand the people inciting us to hate companies, to hate each other, spreading the lies about the rich not paying their fair share. Maybe you don't pay your fair share. Bernie Sanders hates billionaires and now millionaires. The USA has over 20 million millionaires in this country. That's a lot of citizens and a lot of people to hate. And by the way, they all pay taxes. By the way, the IRS sees that those that cheat, penalties and fines are inserted. Some go to jail. Yeah, they go to jail. Rich or poor, cheat on taxes, there's a price to pay. Stop with the convenient lies, you stinky politicians. Stop spreading the nonsense that includes you, the fake news media. One more time. Unless your friend, your mother, or your father, Wolf Blitzer or Anderson Cooper was a president and CEO, they don't know what they're talking about. They know Stop quoting them and start listening closely. All businesses provide jobs. All businesses contribute to our well-being. The bigger the business, the more workers employed. Tonight, I am trying to get through to you. I need to provide common sense to this outrageous exaggeration and the lies thrown out against capitalism. The best economic system in the history of mankind. You all right with all of this, Jesse? Well, I uh, think you lost her as a listener. <laughs> and if you didn't, you definitely lost her after tonight. Eh, the whole city's filled with therapists. I'm told every single man and woman in New York City have a therapist. I, for one, never have. So I don't uh, need to listen to this crap. I didn't say I don't need one, but I certainly have never went to one because they're fools. But before I go, Seymour Phillips, the patriarch of Phillips Van Usen, my first company, PVH. Billion-dollar business. I'll never forget him walking around our company. He was a great spokesman, a great mentor, a great leader, and someone everybody admired and looked up to. Walks over to me and my boss at the time. We're in the hallway. We're getting ready to do something. I don't recall. And he says, hey, guys, I got a question for you. Sure. Why are we in business? So my boss looks at him and says, well, 
we have a great product and we want to capture share of market and we want to be the number one player in the business. No, he says, Seymour Phillips. How about you, Mark? Well, we have a great brand and we want to make sure that everyone knows our brand. And he looks at me and says, no. To what end, Mark? And we both look at him. And he says, there's only one reason you're in business. To make money for your shareholders. With that, tonight it's common sense for the confused. I'll be back in a minute. Always in fashion. It's Mark Weber, host of Always in Fashion. Carl Lagerfeld was one of the world's most celebrated fashion icons. His creative genius still is through with his Carl Lagerfeld Paris collection. Carl Lagerfeld was known for his artistry, his photography, and his fashion design. He was a brilliant, brilliant creator. And he was also known for his cutting-edge and aspirational and inspirational approach to style and life. Included in the Carl Lagerfeld Paris collection is women's ready-to-wear, accessories, shoes, and bags. Carl Lagerfeld also offers a wide range of watches, eyewear, and premium fragrances. The Carl Lagerfeld brand is there for you to be different, to be special, and feel unique. Explore the Carl Lagerfeld collection at carllagerfeld.com. Welcome back to Always in Fashion. Here's your host, Mark Weber. Those of you out there that are confused, this show is for you. Our president, I don't know why, is setting up a class war. Why? To be perfectly honest, he's not the only one. All these politicians are trying to separate us economically. And I don't get it. We all work. We get paid what the job is worth. Hear me. We get paid what the job is worth. Thank God for the sanitation department. But I don't think they should be making the same money that the CEO of a Fortune 500 company is earning. There's a system. It has a hierarchy. And that values every and each task. You know, manufacturing. I was a young man. I walked around so many shirt factories. I can't tell you. And I would stop. And I'd always say hello to the workers because they were factories we owned. And I was allowed to and be friendly. And they loved when our folks from New York came. I loved our sewers. But as I walked through and watched what they were doing, they would have a woman making shirt collars every day. Every day of her working life, all she did was make shirt collars. And I wondered, did she go to school? And if she didn't, why not? Why did they live in Fort Payne, Alabama or Brinkley, Arkansas? I knew they could rise up to become supervisors and factory managers. There can only be a couple of them, though. I knew if they were really smart and really clever, they could own their own factories someday. No one ever said that would be easy. If it was easy, then there'd be no one left to sew. Everyone would be owning factories. You see, the problem is somebody has to do the work. And the work has value. And the work is factored in to what a product costs. And it's not unfair that someone makes more money than the woman who's working on the collars. The factory manager or her supervisor has more responsibility than she does, and therefore they're entitled and should be earning more money than she is. I've often thought someone has to sweep the streets. In a communist country, if you're not a party elite, someone tells your father you're going to be a street sweeper or a factory worker. And chances are you'll follow in their footsteps unless you go to college and make something of yourself. In America, you get to choose. Now, I'm oversimplifying, yes. But we all know it's possible. I knew a man, an immigrant, who came to this country, and he worked in a sewing factory. I know he kept his eyes open. And after a while, he realized he could start his own factory. When he had all the information he needed, when he saved his money, he knew he could start a factory, and he did. Eventually, he brought his family over to this country, had great success, because this is America. 
the entrepreneurs, the managers, the brightest, the risk takers. They start businesses. They need workers. They supply jobs. People work. They grow, particularly if they're capable. They send their children to school with the idea that I want to make my children's life better than my life. I want to provide them with that opportunity. These people respect the system. The problem is when the leaders don't respect capitalism and think everyone should be equal in the economic system, it's ridiculous. We need millions of plumbers. We need millions of sanitation workers, policemen, and firemen. We need truck drivers and pilots. Does anyone really believe, with all due respect to the truck drivers of America, that they should earn the same income as a commercial pilot? Come on. No. The skill set, the training, the intellect is different. I couldn't be a pilot. I'm not smart enough when it comes to the math required. Thank God for GPS. I could drive. I can't fly. Should I hate pilots? That's what being positioned by politicians, by the media. Anyone could be a pilot. They have to have the intellect, they must have the schooling, and they need to drive to go out and do it. Last I knew, we have a Declaration of Independence. It says all men are created equal with certain inalienable rights, with the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We're entitled to the pursuit. We're not guaranteed that everyone's going to have the same job. My recommendation to all of you out there, wherever you are, you have to start off respecting entrepreneurs who build businesses, who take and invest their money, put it all at risk and go out and do it. You'd be surprised you don't think about it. But in New York alone, think about the businesses that have people's names on them. Some entrepreneurs started the Burlington Railroad. Rockefeller Center was a Rockefeller family. J.P. Morgan was a banker. And then, of course, there was a Bloomingdale's. There was a Macy's. There was a Bergdorf family. When you look at Louis Vuitton, 150, 200 years ago, there was a luggage maker. He made steamer trunks for people to carry when they went on boats to come here. These were the entrepreneurs. You have to respect them. I'll never forget and I'll never forgive, although I did just my thinking along the way, when President Obama in 2012 gave this speech. You didn't build that is a phrase from a 2012 election campaign speech delivered by United States President Barack Obama on July 13, 2012, in Roanoke, Virginia. In the speech, Obama stated, Somebody helped to create this unbelievable American system that we have that allowed you to thrive. Somebody invested in roads and bridges. If you've got a business, you didn't build that. The sentence, if you've got a business, you didn't build that, was publicized by his political opponents during the 2012 presidential campaign as an attack by Obama on business and entrepreneurs. The Obama campaign responded that the criticisms were taking the phrase out of context, and the word that in the phrase was referring to the construction of roads and bridges in the previous sentence. I was crazed when I heard that. I wake up every morning early, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and I commute an hour and a half to get to work. I commute an hour and a half to go home, three hours of my day just commuting. I had to compete. I had to be smart. Once in my life, I was brilliant. But nobody gave me anything. I had to fight for everything. But in the end, when I gave it some thought, I had to agree with the opportunity the country affords us. Our country works. You press a light switch, the lights come on. You turn on the water, the water comes out. Hot water or cold water. Everything works in this country. And yes, we take it for granted. I'll never forget, I was sourcing product for the company, and someone said to us, we have to manufacture in Ulaanbaatar. Jesse, you know where Ulaanbaatar is? Mongolia? Yes! Very good. Did you just look that up? I didn't look it up. I, For some reason, I feel like you once told me this. <laughs> I probably did. We started manufacturing in Ulaanbaatar. The prices were great, it was right next to China. We figured if they had the infrastructure, we would put the finished garments on a train right into China and deliver them to the United States because 
the reason Ulaanbaatar was less expensive than China, the country wasn't as developed as China at the time. Little did we know that the tracks of Ulaanbaatar were not the same on the Chinese. And when they got near the border, all the containers, all the shipping crates had to be taken off one train and put on another, which added time, which added cost, and taught us a big lesson. It's about infrastructure. Those who manufacture in Bangladesh love the place, love the people. They're such hard industrial workers. The problem is, is they are demonized by floods and all kinds of natural disasters. So when you make in Bangladesh, you're running risks that you will not get product in time. I'll never forget, we were making in a section of Russia, and one of our inspectors called us up one night to tell us that he found a shipment of shirts that were crooked, and we had to reject them. And he told the factory that he would not let them ship us to the United States. He did his job. But he was on the call to tell us that a couple of people visited him in his house that night and told him if he didn't pass the inspection, he wasn't long for the world. The point is, President Obama is right. They provide the system, the infrastructure. You look now, there's a global shipping crisis. There are not enough containers. There are not enough ships. Everything is interrupted. Nothing's delivering on time. It's adding cost and inflation. It's a real problem. But you have to expect what entrepreneurs do. It's extraordinary what they create. They put their own monies forward. Then there are public companies who are investing and making difficult choices. But if you listen to the radical left, we don't pay our fair share in taxes. Then there's the question of minimum wages. There's a marketplace here in the United States. If there are too many workers, the minimum wage stays low. Whatever the minimum wage is doesn't matter when people need jobs. When companies need workers, they don't care about the minimum wage. They'll pay whatever it takes to get them. That's supply and demand. That's the way that it works. Workers work. The brilliant ones become leaders. The CEO and presidents create the strategy that furthers the growth of companies and provides success. Henry Ford was talking about people. And he said, if you ask people what they need, they need faster horses. They would have never envisioned automobiles. Where would we be without Henry Ford? Where would we be out the geniuses who didn't accept the boundaries of the world at the time they live in them. Everyone wants to see everyone do better. But why does it have to be at the expense of entrepreneurs, of the presidents, of the leaders, of the managers? They pay their taxes. Why would you confuse your success with that of the people, the doctors who had to be educated to become doctors, the engineers who went to school to learn how to build bridges, the inventors of the computer, in this world, shouldn't they have success? I, for one, never begrudge their success. I'm not envious of their wealth. I just say thank you for making my life better. For the confused, there's a lesson there. And then this week, I heard from President Biden. Let's not forget who built this country, Biden said. Working class, middle class people built this country. And unions built the middle class. And from the most unequal economic crisis in economic history, we can build a new American economy that works for all Americans, not just some. Working class people, they had jobs to do. They may have built the railroads. They may work in the post office. They may be the factory workers. And God bless them. They do their job. And they're paid fairly for what they do. The government on top of that gives them social benefits. We all get social benefits. This is capitalism, the greatest economic system that was ever built. And it works. We have by far the country that everyone wants to be in. Our people are treated the fairest. We have the highest economic standard of living. You can't 
begrudge success. Stop listening to the politicians. Stop listening to the pundits. Get some common sense. Your company does well, you do well. I, for one, was always grateful to be working. I was never grateful for what I earned. I always fought to do better and make more. Don't be confused. I'll be back in a minute. Always in fashion. This is Mark Weber. I remember so clearly when Donna Karen hit the scene. It was explosive. She was one of the most dynamic designers in the history of the world, and her product was very, very different from anything anyone in America had ever seen. She was modern. She was New York. She was vibrant. When you looked at the business in those days, there were companies like Ralph Polo or Tommy Hilfiger or Nautica, great traditional American brands, but no one identified modern. You wanted modern, you had to find Giorgio Armani. Black was the basis of his presentation, and everything about it had a European chic to it. But not in America, until Donna came. Donna was a New York life resident, understood the pace of the city, understood what it was like to live in the city that never sleeps, that goes 24-7. Donna invented DKNY, Donna Karen, New York. I'll never forget the first time I saw it. I was in London, and they had built a magnificent four-floory store in a building with an open roof, a glass ceiling. Glass ceiling, I suppose, representing we're changing the way things are done. DKNY was, frankly, nothing short of extraordinary, both men and both for women. Black was the basis of the brand, although the many colors played off the palette. And they all look good against black. Let's face it. We live active lifestyles. We get up in the morning. We do different things. We work. We play. Evenings is about entertaining and seeing the best that New York has to offer. TKY offers a collection of menswear and womenswear, both footwear, accessories, suits, shirts, ties, women's sportswear, women's activewear that speaks to the lifestyle that goes with you wherever you want to go. And it's always modern. It's always contemporary. It's always at the forefront of what fashion should be with a New York lifestyle in mind. I've lived the life. I was the chairman and CEO of Donna Karen. I understood what that brand meant. And I can tell you, if you want to step out, you want to walk away from your traditional roots. If you want to be modern, you want to make a statement of elegance, but in a New York kind of way, with the sophistication of New York, as a person who understands all the city has to offer and all the modern lifestyle in America is about, you find it everywhere. People are forcing themselves, urging themselves to get out and be special and live this lifestyle. DKNY. You can find DKNY at DKNY.com or in Macy's. I'm telling you guys and I'm telling you ladies, you can look chic, you can look special, you look right. DKNY. Welcome back to Always in Fashion. Here's your host, Mark Weber. Now who's in your head, in your head, head, head. I want who's in your head. For the confused, that's what I'm talking about tonight and that's who I'm talking to. There's too much dissension in the United States and too much finger-pointing by people who are successful and people who have accumulated wealth. What do you want from them? They did the right thing. They went to school. They studied hard. They got a job. They excelled. Or the really brilliant ones, the entrepreneurs who had an idea who are willing to invest and risk their own money to build a business, the small businesses around the country. These are incredible people that should be admired. Now, that's not to take away from what they refer to as hard-working families, people who work in factories, people who build bridges, people who do the manual labor. They're revered as well. They're appreciated as well. But at the same time, They're not the only good people. We should respect each other. We should understand that the system is based on performance. Everything has a value. 
Life works that way. When you're doing the toughest job or the most experienced job, skill set job, you should be earning the most. What do you want from these people? Stop this rhetoric out there, you fake news pundits, and worse, the politicians pitting us against each other to try and get votes. Just not right. I was thinking about what it takes to build a business. It takes extraordinary skills and drive. It takes money and it takes some thoughts. And once you get it up and running, it all comes down to the money. And I want to talk about the money because that's what affects you the most. I want to talk about Tesla. I think Elon Musk is one of the most interesting guys in the world and people can't wait for him to fail. Why is everybody attacking? What do they want from this guy? They had a problem with his COVID stance. Mm, That's the least of it. You know, he, more than anyone, should be the poster child for climate control. He's the one who built Tesla, battery-powered automobiles. He's far ahead of everyone else, and he's built it with style and elegance and grace. Tesla last year, let's make this up, did $9 billion in sales. This year, they must do $10 billion. They have to grow. And they have to return 10% in profits. So... Last year, they only returned $900 million. This year, they have to return a billion dollars. Now, there's only a couple of levers they can push to earn that money. First of all, they have to do the sales, which we took up from $9 billion to $10 billion. Then they have to make sure that they're not suffering in profits. Now, there's a problem this year. All expenses are going up thanks to a certain political party. We are under tremendous strain with inflation. And now everything costs much more. Batteries are going up. The hardware is going up. Software is going up. The cost of transportation is going up. How is he going to pay for that? Well, there are really only two choices. One is raise your prices. Or lower your expenses. What are they going to do? There are only a few choices open to them. Take something out of the product or take something out of the operating cost of the company. Now, the easy one usually is take out marketing. If you stop advertising, do you stop capturing people's attention? Do other people advertise instead of you who aren't as successful and take over part of their share of market? I love the line, John Watermaker of Watermaker's fame. It's a great retail store that used to be in Philadelphia before someone else bought him. And he said, I know 50% of my advertising works. I just don't know which 50%. Great line. Do you stop advertising? Maybe. Problem is, the largest expense in a company is people. And the easiest place to find money is reducing and restructuring. And I got news for you. A combination of the two is what will happen if expenses go up and you can't raise your prices. Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart, was famous for a lot of sayings. My personal favorite of him is, I'm not the CEO. Every one of my customers is the CEO. They decide the future of the company every day. That's a fascinating statement. Because in the end, can you afford to raise your prices? If you can't, you have to deal with the structure of your company. And that affects people's lives. It affects jobs. And it's generally the way of the world. So while you're criticizing companies, when you're threatening by raising the tax level to lose the competitiveness that The former administration tried to provide for American companies on a global basis. Tesla doesn't go from $9 billion to $10 billion, yet it has an infrastructure built on that. All of this works against the company. And you know who the CEO in Tesla is? If you buy into what Sam Walton said, it's the customers. But if you extrapolate just a bit, It's the shareholders. Tesla is a public company. While Elon Musk might be the largest shareholder, and I'm guessing it is, all those other people, you, me, anybody who owns a share in Tesla stock are the CEO. 
We're demanding to have a return on our investment. You don't invest in stock to feel good. You invest in stock to earn more money. And the value of the stock must go up. And here's the problem. If you don't root for the company, if you don't be fiscally responsible, your stock price suffers and it reverberates throughout the company. The bottom line is we're all in this together. If you're a factory worker in Tesla on the factory production line, you're being paid fairly. But you can't look at Elon Musk and hate him for his success. And that's the theme tonight. Don't be confused. The company you work for, you should be praying they do well. You should be doing everything you can to make them do well. And those of you out there listening to the politicians about fair share, the world puts a value on every job that's out there. You might not like what you're being paid. Then you have an obligation to figure out how to move up the rung, move up the ladder. But don't for a minute think the people that have the brilliance, the vision for that company tester aren't entitled and aren't earmarked to earn more. For the confused, put some common sense to this. Be back in a minute. Always in fashion. I am so excited that the world is starting to open up, that we see hope and we're getting interested in the way we look and dress again. I want to talk right now to the women in this country. It's time to come back and you have a tremendous opportunity to look your best again. And I'm particularly excited to talk to you about Casper, the brand for women's related separates. Casper is a very, very stylish, contemporary brand that is going to clearly match the way you want to live your life going forward. There's so many things to do again. There's so many things that you want to accomplish, whether it's at home or at work. Casper has crafted an updated collection, a modern collection of easy, effortless classics that you could wear from morning until night. It's great to be able to wear a wardrobe that you'd wear to work and be proud and you are competitive in that workplace and then go out at night and feel like a woman. I am excited to start meeting people again and seeing people dress their best. Casper also makes the kind of clothes that you would wear for your Zoom phone calls, whether it's a sweater or a blouse. If you wear jeans, great jeans and great tops to go with them. Casper has all of your wardrobe needs. and They cover you great. They're simplistic and yet they're thoughtful with all the detailing and the emphasis on refined fabrics. I like looking at women's clothes. I spent nine years working with Donna Karen. I understand what looks great. Casper has trend-right jackets, blouses, dresses, knits. It's an amazing brand, and it's been around for a while. And if you don't know it, you should go in and find it, and I'll tell you where. You can find the Casper collection at Macy's or online at Macy's.com and, of course, at Casper.com. And by the way, Casper is spelled K-A-S-P-E-R. I don't recommend many brands, but in this case, I will. I am impressed with Casper. Ladies, check it out. You'll see I'm right. Welcome Welcome back back to to Always in Fashion. Fashion. Here's your host, Mark Weber. For those of you who are confused, I got to tell you, I'm shot out of cannon tonight. I'm really angry and maybe uh, I'm upset and I wanted you to hear this and I'm trying to speak the truth and I'm trying to break through to you. I'm a person who has the knowledge of how business works and how we should applaud those people who founded these companies, who run companies. It's not all about class warfare. We're all in this together. Well-run companies make for well-run countries. We all need each other to be successful. Look, nobody gives you anything. Nobody owes you anything. Pennies don't fall from the sky. They have to be earned here, down on earth. You have to respect money. You have to appreciate the sanctity of work. You have to understand that your leaders, your mentors, are making a huge contribution, not only to the company, but to your life. I tell you, I don't have all the answers. But I do have a question. In a country 
the most prosperous in the history of mankind. Capitalism has proven time and time again, and over time, that the best chance for posterity, for happiness, for wealth in a country, for a country so rich in culture, is capitalism. We should be proud of this accomplishment, its accomplishment. I have to ask, why do the Democrats attack people? Why do the Democrats attacking companies who have succeeded? Why do the Republicans, those of them, fall in this trap that life isn't fair? I, I do understand, of course, that many of you don't share that wealth. How do we move and help move all of you along and up? I happen to believe it's through education. I happen to believe it's through desire. I happen to believe it's through training. I believe it's our job as a country to find you jobs. Because jobs come with dignity. You give a man a fish, he eats for a day. You teach a man a fish, he eats for a lifetime. And he's proud that he's able to take care of himself and his family. Teach people to learn, to work hard, to represent themselves properly and well. You shouldn't be envious. You shouldn't be resentful. Everything works. This is the greatest country in the world. That's why people are fighting, climbing walls, getting in boats, taking risk, putting themselves in jeopardy to get here. It's the greatest country in the world. The key is here, for those of you who are thinking, at least listening, you don't have to take from others to find success. We're all working to improve the lives of our children. Anyway, this is just some thought for you, the confused. Good night. I can't tell you.